0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part three. One historically panicking minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli.
1: I'm Nick Amenez in the news.
0: And joining us this week, Chris Eliopoulos. Welcome to the show. Thanks guys. Nice to be here. Uh, we're so happy to have you. Um, today Mm. we are going back to minute 16, which starts with Doc pointing to William McFly and family in a, uh, historical album of some sort and ends with, uh, Dock, testing the air pressure of the tires on the uh, new fangled DeLorean.
1: Like you're always supposed to do before taking a long trip. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, so I, I, right off the bat, I just love, I, I, you know, like it's a cheesy joke because obviously he is Michael J. Fox. But I do love that Marty's just like, a oh, handsome guy
1: yeah yeah it's just the right kind of corny <laughs> yeah. yeah and if you
2: think about it too we're looking at Wee Willie as an adult before we actually see him as a kid so mm-hmm. so we're getting sorry to spoil things moving ahead but um it's funny when i first when i saw this when i, I remember the thought of seeing this um i thought before i got through the movie that um that was actually him. Like he was seeing a picture of him in the old West and, um,
0: Oh, you know, that's like, funny. I have a weird, I have a weird confusion thing about that later in this week too.
2: Um, right. yeah, but yeah, it's weird. Cause you just kind of go, Oh, maybe there was another, like we just saw a picture of doc Brown back then. And I thought, Oh, maybe we're seeing him at that time. And he changed his name or something like that. And it was going to be part of the storyline, but of course it didn't do anything like that. But, um, It was an interesting thought, you know, like, oh, man, that's a fun story idea. I think that's when I was like, I was younger enough that I started to think of possible story ideas. So,
0: Mm -hmm. uh, big family. Mother Irish. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, it looks like, well, I guess, I guess it's, it's Williams family is what's big, right? Because that's him and his wife behind Seamus who's sitting up front. Right. Right, and so uh, is that his brother over there to the side?
1: It kind of looks like Grant Gustin. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So I guess I guess all these kids are are William's kids, and those are
2: Seamus's like grandkids, I guess. Yeah. So is that Mar- that's Marty all the way to the right then? No, I think that's Martin. I- the, if you think, I mean, it's the brother that he mentions later in the movie. Oh, Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Martin, who got, I think we got killed with a bowie knife at a bar or something like that was the storyline. Right. So.
0: Interesting.
2: So so I wonder if those like are, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's his wife and a kid or who knows. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. It just, it just further, uh, it just further (laughs) proves,
0: I I mean, I'm I'm really starting to have a theory that, uh, that somehow George McFly is adopted because- He's the only McFly that doesn't look like Marty.
1: I really no, yeah. I I mean I, I've been saying this since day one, but I I think George McFly is the Richard the Third of the McFly family. <laughs> Just yeah. this weird misshapen bastard. <laughs> well, from what I entire... understand,
2: when they were planning to do the two movies together, uh, they originally wanted him to play Seamus. Like the mm-hmm. uh, Crispin Glover was going to play Seamus. So uh, it kind of th- you know would have worked then that right mm-hmm. family, yeah kind of like by. a
1: kind of like every other mcfly you know what i mean like yeah. you know it's like the pattern goes like michael j fox crispin glover michael J. E. fox crispin glover. right
2: right mm-hmm.
0: i think too at a certain point he was going to be playing marty jr back before he was marty jr what was the name in the uh in the original or in the um paradox draft nick do you remember Remember um, remember, Marty Jr. had, like, a different
1: name? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I, I remember, and it was, like... I think it was, like... Norman? Norman. Yeah, yeah, Norman. It was Norman <laughs> McFly. Yeah, it was
0: Norman McFly, and that was gonna be... That was gonna be um Crispin Glover. So it was, like, that right. alternating generation thing. Right. Which I'm way more into than um Michael J. Fox playing, like, every role <laughs> in yeah. his family. It does get yeah. distracting
2: after a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I just saw... um sherlock the abominable bride and um i'm gonna respect um everyone that didn't spoil anything about that episode for me even though it's been a year but you know what would be really fun is if leah thompson were to play like seamus or william oh yeah get get, like some gender flipping
0: yeah but uh i don't
1: know um i'm a theater student so i'm all about like you know, gender swapping for the sake of just like, you know, Shakespeare and stuff like that. Yeah. Malvolia. It's
0: it's interesting, though, because in this picture, William looks like Michael J. Fox, but Seamus doesn't. I wonder who's playing Seamus in this photo. Maybe they made him look
2: older. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because they do this thing where you can clearly see William's face and I I guess his brother's face over there to the right. Yeah, Grant Um, Dustin. Mar- yeah, right, Martin. Uh but but Seamus and um Leah Thompson's character who uh Maggie, Maggie. Um Seamus and Maggie, they almost look like like something out of a horror movie because they're like missing the details in their face.
1: Wait, is that is that so is that supposed to be Leah Thompson holding the wee baby? No, that's okay. someone else. Because that looks Ma- like Caitlin Maggie, Olsen.
0: Maggie and Seamus are the two sitting.
1: Or okay. so yeah, the ones, supposed to be. The, the woman standing holding the blonde baby looks like Caitlyn Olson from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Oh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny.
1: Um, have you guys so- ever gone back and looked through family photos? And, like, do you have someone that in your timeline that could be like your doppelganger? Hmm. I look a lot like my. Um, my grandfather my mom's dad when he was younger Hmm. i always i always look through photos hoping that that will be the case but
0: i never see any doppelgangers
1: would it weird you out if like you were looking through a family photo album and your mom or your dad was like oh you know this is your great-grandfather lawrence you know lawrence ambrose corelli and he you know journeyed to california (laughs) in the 1800s and he Met a, met a mexican man named uh name name name, name Pac. and then it's like it's legit you and me like in old western clothes <laughs> that
2: would be insane <laughs> that'll be a little freaky yeah. you guys are cousins you don't even know it
0: yeah. uh i love how much doc is panicking here
1: oh yeah, yeah he's having an excuse cuz you know you forget he's still he's still Rel- not even relatively, he's he's pretty green to all these time travel shenanigans, right? Yeah, he's a new one.
2: Although I will say it's interesting that he mentions the fact that his, the family name was von Braun, mm-hmm. which of course uh, brings you back to Werner von Braun, who was the the space guy, who the German guy who came over. So maybe Werner von Braun is his cousin in this timeline. Oh, right. So yeah, you know, I like I mean, that's, that. That's my guess in this one. Um, they're yeah. both scientists of some sort,
1: right. It's interesting. I've only ever heard the von Brauns brought up by Scott in relation to the video game, so mm-hmm. i I almost forgot that it it becomes Canon in this film, right mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah,, yeah. And it's interesting too he even plays uh it's it's kind of subtle, but you can see he's a little bit more hyper and a little bit more energized. When he's the 1955 version. And then when you see him later on. He's sort of a little bit more mellowed. A little bit more. He's still kind of a wacky scientist. But he seems mm-hmm. to be more level headed. And here he's just kind of like shot out of a cannon. I know he thinks he's going to be dead. But I mean just in terms of every bit of his. In the next few minutes that we see him. Seems very. You know hyperkinetic. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Yeah absolutely. Maybe he like grew some peyote. <laughs> it's the
2: 50s. <laughs> he's out, he's out he's out there in the in the desert so
0: so doc says that the the von Braun's didn't come to hill valley until 1908 yes but hill valley is in california so was there like a like a ellis island of california or did they come in through new york and then travel all the way across the country and end up in hill valley
1: I imagine there was some immigration from the east to California um, just for the I mean, like that had to have happened. But I imagine the more likely event is that they immigrated through from Germany to Ellis Island, like most immigrants did back then, and then hmm. possibly like made their way west, much like the Maskowitzes in an American tale.
0: <laughs> oh, of right. Course. Yeah,
1: because they were yeah, like, mo- mostly sucks. Were everything's to close it, yeah. together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and now, now we're gonna watch fi- Fifo goes west and just assume it's the uh origin story of the von Brauns just as mice
1: totally. I always there like to go. pretend that it was the origin story of the Spielbergs yeah, yeah, it could be
2: <laughs> yeah um, i would- assume, I would assume he came through uh, most of the Europeans and even up to Russia came through Ellis Island, whereas uh folks from China and Japan i think came through probably like san francisco since it's a heavy asian population over there that's probably where they came in and Mm -hmm. worked their way from the the asian countries Mm. now i'm really
0: curious about the story between arriving on ellis island and and you know driving toward the toward the west not literally driving but you know
1: sure like the trail. narratively
0: driving yeah, yeah, yeah. narratively mm-hmm. driving uh toward the west like i'm wondering what happened because i don't it wouldn't be it wouldn't have been his father it probably would have been his grandfather mhm cuz his his mm-hmm. father was a lawyer and became a judge if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah, judge noom
0: <laughs> right
1: not that yeah. judge uh.
0: um uh yeah and his and his and his great grandson is a klingon Um,
1: (laughs) it's all connected hashtag it's all connected
0: (laughs) and Doc has a twin
1: brother that became a homeless man that eats
0: beans (laughs) and they have a cousin who doesn't have any hair and uh, uh, ended up with a weird kooky family Um, oh yeah creepy gothic house Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah but I, I I'm just wondering like what his grandfather did and how that drove him out to the West. I mean, I assume he was just having trouble getting work in the East and then Mm -hmm. went out to the West with everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I, I'm interested to see what kind of character like his grandfather would have been. That would have led to his son being a lawyer, which then led to doc being who he is, which, Mm. you know, sure. Yeah. Like
1: that, that, that it's an interesting, yeah. That adventurous spirit has to come from somewhere.
2: Right. So I yeah. find that and What really would he do in 1908 in California? He started the movie business.
0: Ah, oh.
2: Maybe he's a director.
0: Maybe. There were a lot of German directors in early
2: film. Hmm. I mean, 1908 is fairly early in the film business, but, you know. Maybe yeah, eight. I mean that's 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 when we had like the
0: most germans behind the camera I think. <laughs>
1: so, um, Are we keep count. Is, so this is according to Wikipedia, the largest <laughs> flow of german immigration to America occurred between 1820 and World War 1, during which time nearly 6 million germans immigrated to the United States. Uh, from 1840 to 1880, they were the largest group of immigrants following the revolutions of 1848 in the German states. A wave of political refugees fled to America, who became known as the 48ers. Uh, they included professionals, journalists, and politicians. Prominent 48ers included Karl Schurz, not to be concluded with Charles Schultz, and Henry <laughs> Villard. Uh, let's see. Uh, a few German Jews came in the colonial. Have we ever learned? Do we know that? Do we know that he isn't Jewish? We do
0: not. I mean, I don't think mm. we know the religious uh, stance of either Marty or
2: Doc.
1: Mhm.
2: Mm.
0: Or or Should culture either way. Right. I mean, I would think yeah.
2: scientist he's probably atheist is the, is Doc and Right. Um Marty? Well, they're Irish, so I would assume they're Irish Catholic, no?
1: Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. Well, do not remember how many kids they have?
2: Right. And <laughs> <laughs> that picture shows how many. Mhm. It's true so um
0: all right well mm-hmm. uh
2: all right so okay so this is I, I took account i went back and i listened so this is the third great scott in the film so far is there like a drinking have you guys started a drinking game every time somebody says great scott you drink
0: <laughs> no no
2: okay it seems like we there's have... a lot in this one would be weird to start now yeah, yeah it's a little late but uh yeah i noticed i was like i went back because i wanted to rewatch the movie and uh I was like, wow, I forgot. They say it a lot
1: in this one. Yeah, heavy. yeah the,
0: sequels, the sequels are heavy on,
2: heavy.
1: Hey, like,
0: ah, you liked it from the first one. Right. Now we're bringing it back over mm-hmm. and over and over again, giving the yeah. audience what they want.
2: It's a mm-hmm. greatest hits.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that. Because um, I think he only says it like once or maybe twice in the first movie. And then, yeah, he says it like half a dozen times in both sequels, right. mhm,
1: yeah, it'd be interesting you know if we if we if we you know high typing twenty twenty it'd be cool if we had been keeping track and we saw which one had the most great Scots or heavies, right, mhm, and they switch mm-hmm. later on, but we' will not talk about that now, um. right,
0: <laughs> um. So this uh this clock photo um where Doc took the picture by himself and then will later it it'll be with Marty um later in the movie. I what I like about this is that this is one of the few instances in which the photograph thing makes perfect sense. Because in the first film the photograph you kind of roll with it because it's like the rules of the of that singular movie, but it doesn't make sense for the photograph to exist, exist if there's no kids in it. Um, and uh, so that's a little weird, but then in this, and in this case, the fact that it's, it's sort of the camera is like set up in a way that there's a spot for Marty, even though he's not there works because it's from, you know, 1885 and it took a lot to set up a photograph. So, Mm They probably, you know, the photographer, uh, you know, he he framed it once for two people. And he's like, okay, you know, like if there's one person or two people, it's the same photograph because this was a lot of work to set this up. (laughs) Well, also,
1: like, I mean, what's he going to do, stand in front of the clock?
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, you could frame it in a way that he's more, you know, like the the clock is like his buddy. And, you know, instead of the clock being centered,
1: like his arms Um, over it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, you'd be you'd be able to frame it differently because it is awkwardly framed now because there's only one person in it. Um, Mm. But I mean, yeah, that's the reason for it. And so this is one of the few instances where the photograph works um, in this uh, in this instant. Like the reality Mm. isn't isn't broken.
1: It's pretty it's pretty charming that he was like, I want to get a photo by the clock.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Do you guys catch the Easter egg? Um, new Come clock, on. September 8, 1885. In the in the photograph.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, the, the time. The time, right? Yeah. It's, it's eight minutes after eight. Eighty-eight miles an hour. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Right. Go. See, they That's they great. they they sneak in a bunch of stuff if you if you look. Oh yeah. yeah. It, you know, even on the top, it says eighty-eight. Of the you know the file
1: of the the picture is eighty eight five a mm-hmm. oh yeah so they're
2: yeah they're sneaking this stuff in
1: yeah really funny fun. right, it'd be funny if next to Doc there was just like r two d two
0: I like that it's labeled the new clock the new clock as if there was an old clock yeah but <laughs> there wasn't even an old town so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: there wasn't I mean, even an old courthouse there was the whole new building right <laughs> the clock tower was yeah.
1: not there before. Really Everything was that. new. The new saloon. Um, the new cemetery. Yeah.
0: So upon seeing this photograph and, and Doc's reaction to seeing himself, which would be super weird. Sure. Uh, Marty's resolution face. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I love how he's like, this is what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to go back. Be- You're going to fix it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to save you. And he's not even, I don't, you know, because their eyelines aren't the same. So Marty isn't looking at the photograph when he says it. He's just resolutely <laughs> s- like staring forward. Yeah, in mm-hmm. the middle
1: distance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, Marty has a mission again. Yeah. <laughs> they drew first blood. <laughs>
2: It's like role reversal from the first, right? Marty was kind of freaking out because he was in the wrong timeline, and, and oh, Doc yeah, sort yeah. of like, I mean, it's definitely like the echoes of the previous movies, and yeah, we, now oh, it's yeah. his turn.
1: We actually talked about this at length last week, where, you know, this movie is sort of Doc becomes Marty, Marty becomes Doc. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Am I, you know, this is this not really weird, but when he's doing his, his resolute face, I'm kind of getting like echoes of Tobey Maguire. Oh, hmm. I could see that. I could see
0: that a little bit. This, this scene is also, uh, sort of a callback to the scene where Marty resolves to, uh, get, get the, um, information that they need from Biff. So they know when to go back in time to get. Oh, the like,
1: oh, like after he finds out that his dad's been killed.
0: Right. In Doc's, in Doc's lab, when Doc is like explaining what happened. Yeah. Uh and then he finds out like why, and then he gets this same the same resolve face and uh and says that he's gonna go he's gonna go yeah. talk to him. And then you get that badass shot where um Biff is in the jacuzzi and like you can see him through like Marty's stance.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. Cause you he's know, being all tough.
1: He's he's a pretty easygoing guy, but when he when he wants to turn the heat on, he can turn the heat on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's ready to go. So I
0: have a good. I have a. I have a question. Um, How much time do you guys think has passed between that last shot and this next
2: one? So from when they were looking at the gravestone,
1: from when they were between him, like I'm gonna go back in time and to to Doc, like checking the tires.
2: Right. Oh, between this and the next scene. Okay. Right.
1: Because
0: a lot of time has passed. Right.
2: Um, nine years. Nine
0: years. (laughs) Okay, here we go. That would explain Marty's age. Yes. (laughs) Here
2: we Uh, are,
1: 1968.
2: (laughs) Marty, you haven't grown at all.
1: No, I haven't.
2: (laughs) At all. Um, If if you look back to when he's pointing at the picture, it looks like it's about ten minutes after ten at night on on Mm -hmm. Doc Brown's watch. Mm -hmm. So I would assume it's the next morning.
0: Really, you think he built this all like in one night?
2: well, it's doc Brown he's trying to save his life, right? I guess that's it's, true, Or, I mean yep. I mean it could be a day right? I mean, maybe you give him can start hours? some
1: coffee yeah
0: well i I guess oh we, that's true because do... they gotta
2: drive all the way out there too, right they're going out into a distance so they have to drive a, a ways
0: yeah i have I have
2: notes on where
0: they are um for another minute, but uh yep i guess I guess we'll probably see the current date when he i think we see the uh. Do we, do we see the, the, um, current. Yeah. The current date. I know we get the 1885, but I can't remember how dynamic that shot is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we just focus on the 1885 or not, I guess we'll find out later in the week, but
1: I'm loving uh, the DeLorean's new tires. <laughs> yeah. Very
0: rich. I, I love that this, the, the time circuit amp that's that he's built. Cause it's, it looks like a tube amp, like. Mm -hmm. It looks like the inside of a tube amp, which is really cool. And I I like that it has to be warmed up like a tube amp does. Um, Yeah. But this whole thing is just being held down by like four leather belts.
1: You know, I'm just, uh, it it, it just, it looks like a mod in a good way.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I'm really into it. It looks like, it looks like someone just modded out the DeLorean. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, um, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, we find the, we find the Millennium Falcon on Jakku and it has like a new satellite dish and like all this other you kind of stuff. You stole my, you stole my note. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I had the Millennium Falcon thing. I said, I love the, the
2: fact that it's like being held together with like scotch tape and popsicle sticks. And it's, yeah. like, oh, you got to bang it once or twice to make it to work, make it yeah. work. And, and
1: he's like, all right, let's go. I <laughs> think I've been, I've been I, in a mine for 70 years. As much as I
0: love the classic Delorean, um, and you almost can't compare that one to the others. I I think this might be my favorite variation. I really love the way this this Delorean looks.
1: Yeah, it looks um, kind of like vaguely cyberpunk, not cyberpunk, but steampunk. Yeah, it looks. You yeah, like,
2: yeah. really throw it. Yeah,
1: yeah. What's it, the town? I mean, what's the country in Bioshock Infinite? Uh, Columbia. Yeah. It looks like it's going to like fly to Columbia. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really cool look. And I love how shiny the, the, uh, uh, tires. Well, the, the inside of the tire, I'm forgetting the, the word. hubcaps. <laughs> oh, the hubcaps. The, yeah. The hubcaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, those hubcaps are just like, I mean, you can see, I wouldn't be surprised if you could see the crew in there if you zoomed in far enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. so shiny. <laughs> like I think I can see Video Village in those. Um, reflected so I, in there.
2: I was looking. So I, I, you may have already discussed this in previous minutes, but I was, I was looking it up, and I realized. So in this past week of 1955, there were technically four time machines there. Correct. Oh yeah. Did you go through that already? No, not yet. Because I was trying to count, so it was like, so the one that Marty originally came back in, the one that Biff came back to get the almanac, and then when Marty and Doc came back to rescue the almanac, and then this one that was left in the cave. So there were technically four DeLoreans in this one week span of time, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, over the course of the week. But I don't think... I I don't think they they overlap, though. No, no. I don't think they're all at the same time. I think the only one that overlaps with the others are, well... Well, this no, one would one be point- this one
2: wouldn't come in unless until the last one went out because they they wouldn't be able to put this one into the cave. So technically it didn't exist in the cave until they
1: shot out, right? You know what? Um way back in our first week of of this movie, we <laughs> were at we're, we're having some conversations about uh, why Howdy Duty was on at such a weird time of day. And I kind of made some joke about how it was like an effect of time travel stuff. Like the satellite feeds were like messed up or, you know, the television like signals. Maybe it's because there were four of the same time machines within like a 10 mile radius of each other.
0: (laughs) Is it affecting the airwaves?
1: Yeah, like if it's affecting the airwaves, like maybe Will Byers like got sucked into the other side. Like who knows what kind of like weird... Stuff happens when you put that many. You know, you mean you push two right. magnets together, and it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to kind you of. Yeah.
0: If 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 um if time. Because because I I think the Delorean would have had to have always been in
2: the cave.
0: In order for.
2: You well, I, now we're going to go down a rabbit hole. You ready?
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I we, think it. I think it would have always had to be in the cave,
1: I think. Whoa, does that mean that there was a DeLorean in the cave the entire first movie?
0: No, because the first movie didn't have Marty from from the second movie in it.
1: Oh yeah, it didn't have Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have um Gamma Marty? Yeah. Because you have right you
0: have You have Alpha Marty right? Yeah. Who, who's who is in the first, who is our Marty in the first movie. But when he goes back to 1955, he creates the beta timeline. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. beta Marty that we see go back in time at the end of the first movie. With and that's awesome beta parents. Marty who's in having the adventure of the first film in the second film, which means that 1955 is the, uh, the, the third, um, not Charlie, but uh, is that right? Beta? No, beta gamma? So gamma, that this is the gamma 1955, and gamma Doc, mm-hmm. and so in the gamma timeline, Doc always ends up going back to 1885, and mm-hmm. that DeLorean is always in the cave.
1: Okay, so so the gamma universe is the first universe with this DeLorean in the cave.
0: Yes, I think so. I think that's right.
2: And here's the thing, too. So now this doc has gotten to see Marty again, and he previously ripped up the note. Would he? Is it because of these events that he knew to tape it back together for the next yeah. iteration? What about the note? Can't, notes can't be.
0: It, it can't be because that was that was beta doc, and this is gamma doc.
2: Right. But this, so this guy. But is this is guy going to remember to tape it together? And play I don't. Forward? Maybe
1: he'll tape it together sooner. Yeah, we never... Yeah, because yeah, like, cause Alpha Doc is dead forever. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Beta Doc is actually the one that's in the 1800s now. Right. right. And this is Gamma Doc, who is currently still in the first movie world. And we'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe Back to the Future Part 2 won't even happen now, because he's like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
2: how time travel movies always screw everything up, and they go too far. hmm It keeps going and going and going, so...
0: Yeah. And I like so, his outfit.
2: He's looking good. He's looking snazzy in his little uh, hat and He pulls shirt. off
0: that fedora. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, not many people can.
0: He definitely does. Looking there's looking there's good. something uh there's something very chill about his fedora. I bet he wears that hat when he is saxophone king of Hill Valley.
1: Yeah. Like he's,
0: um, we we have a theory that I was going to say have, where
2: where is this going? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, the yeah. <laughs> theory that Doc is uh, actually his his nickname around town is the saxophone King of Hill Valley, just because in his lab, there is a saxophone hanging on the wall.
1: <laughs>
0: and so we're convinced he must go out to clubs and play it
1: Oh, uh, nighttime. yeah, and, yeah, he goes to nightclubs, just lays the pie. Uh, it's funny.
0: Yeah, oh, this go. this has to be this has to be what he wears when he plays saxophone as the saxophone king of Hill yeah. Valley. Oh, that's funny
2: because <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing better to do, right?
1: <laughs> right, that's how he blows off steam, right? Wow. And uh, oh, remember we our, our revelation that um, the reason he made that giant amp way back in the first movie was so him and Marty could jam together,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. He just wanted to spend more time with his friend. <laughs> Can jam together. and Marty's just like, oh, saxophone. Cool, doc. <laughs>
2: come on, Bruce
1: Springsteen, right? He has a saxophone guy.
2: Uh, Dr. Emmett Coltrane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, trains. There you, Foreshadowing. There you go, Foreshadowing.
0: Uh, <laughs> Boom. My work um, here is done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, call and it's probably cold. It's cold when it comes back, when it comes through time. So yeah. there you go. Cold train. Cold train. <laughs>
2: you have to remember this at the end of the movie. Bring it back full circle.
1: If, <laughs> right. If any of Maybe our... Beta
2: Chris will be there. Who knows?
1: <laughs> if, if any of our listeners want to Photoshop like an LP cover for the saxophone King of Hill Valley, <laughs> I would be eternally grateful. Uh, that needs to go on a shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The saxophone King of Hill Valley. Yeah. Live definitely. one night only.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's all we got, uh, for, uh, for this episode. You guys good have anything Monday. else?
1: No, I'm good. If you're you good yeah, me,
0: I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, we will be back, uh, tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, speaking of t-shirts, if you want to go check out our merch store, you can do that by going to duelinggenre.com slash merch And uh, by going there, you'll see uh, shirts with our dumb faces on it um, for all of our all of the logos for all of our uh, all of our seasons of the show
1: and geek by night
0: and geek by night. Yep. Um, And our other podcasts. Uh, And uh, of course, uh, the What Lorraine shirt, which is uh, it's it's the Back to the Future logo. But it says What Lorraine? What? Um,
1: You can get that shirt. It's a shirt of Scott's own design. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, at tillinggenerator.com. No, I want to design one. You should do it. I will. Okay. I will right. before the end of this season, I will I will design a shirt.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. Uh Chris, can you come back tomorrow?
2: All right, I got my coffee. I'll do it. All right. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Bye guys. Bye.